Welcome to episode 147 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at Field Trip, which is season 6, episode 21. The original air date was May 9th, 1999. The action primarily takes place in North Carolina. And the IMDb user score has risen to 8.8 out of 10. This starts with a young couple coming back from a trip to the mountains. And the woman just doesn't feel quite right. She's got bad headaches. And something is going wrong with her environment and the world around her. And the next thing we see, there's two skeletons wrapped around each other in a dirt area surrounded by grass, but not in the grass. So there was no grass immediately under the skeletons. That's the pre-credits teaser. After the credits, Mulder's talking about how, you know, this happened near an area that's known for brown lights and alien sightings. And he expresses frustration about how he's always been right about these things, and Scully is still naysaying and doesn't trust his instincts. So they go out to check out the corpses. You know, the corpses have been stripped clean. There's no clothing on them. But again, the bones are not scattered, so it doesn't look like it was carnivores. And there is a compound on them that is reminiscent of stomach acid. So Scully initially stays back to work on the autopsy while Mulder goes out to investigate. And Mulder finds one of the two people who's supposed to have just died. And that person that he meets, Wallace Schiff, lets him know that, no, they were actually abducted by aliens who faked their death so people wouldn't keep looking for them. And this keeps escalating. Scully comes out to track them down. And the two of them get wound up together with Mulder apparently abducting one of the aliens. So he's got concrete evidence that, yes, alien life exists. Only they find that things don't add up. And they realize that, no, they didn't go out into this field and find these victims of alien abductions and bring them back. They're still in that field under a psychotropic influence. There's some kind of drug that's causing them to hallucinate. And after multiple attempts, they finally do come out of it and find themselves clear. And it all gets wrapped up and resolved. So we learn that it was nothing to do with alien abductions. Mulder was completely wrong when he was frustrated that Scully never believed him. And yet there is a what the characters consider to be a perfectly logical scientific explanation. So the episode works fairly well. It's sort of created by the usual suspects. Frank Spotnitz came up with the story. Vince Gilligan and John Scheiben worked together on the script. It was directed by Kim Manners. We've got the usual guest stars of, you know, Tom Braidwood, Dean Hagland, and Bruce Harwood as the lone gunman, Mitch Pileggi as A.D. Skinner. And there's really only three notable guest stars who appear in this. And for all three of them, this is their only episode of The X-Files. Robin Lively plays Angela Shift. She's best known for Teen Witch, Karate Kid Part 3, Wildcats, and recently Ouija. 92 credits to her name, and still clearly working. She's got multiple jobs that are still in post-production and haven't been released yet. 
Now, David Denman is also known for 13 Hours, Puzzle, Logan Lucky, and The Gift. And here he's Wallace Shift. Going through his list of individual credits, I would say that the one that sort of surprised me and that I didn't make the connection was playing Skip on four episodes of Angel. Granted, that was under pretty heavy makeup, so you wouldn't immediately know it was him. And by pretty heavy makeup, I mean he was completely encased in like a dark blue or grayish exoskeleton, horns on the side of his face. It's a memorable look, but under so much makeup that it's a hard connection to make. The third notable guest star is much easier to recognize. Jim Beaver plays the coroner, who never gets a name other than coroner. But he also played Watney Ellsworth in Deadwood. He's been Bobby Singer in Supernatural pretty much from the beginning, 65 episodes so far. He was Lawson in Breaking Bad, and he's also known for Crimson Peak. 142 acting credits to his name, with quite a few regular recurring roles on TV. So for the episode as a whole, I get why a lot of people love it so much and why it's so highly rated. It is well made. I'm a little tired of the, oh, none of this was real and we still haven't shaken out of it, and the multiple layer thing. I don't remember the last time I saw an episode of something where everything was an illusion or hallucination, and once you're out of it, you're out of it, and they don't bring you out of it again. That might have actually been the sequels to The Matrix, when, in fact, I was hoping there would be another layer to that. But, in any event, that is not what happened here. Now, as far as the science, it's obviously much more plausible to have a hallucination from this. I mean, this is one where they took something that was known to exist and extrapolated it. Right? They've found large fungal organisms, they know that mushrooms can have psychedelic effects and mind-altering effects to alter your perceptions. You put those two fairly reasonable things together and it's plausible that you will get something like this. You know, in a more advanced organism that is carnivorous and digests humans. I don't know enough about biology and botany to know how many leaps it takes to take all of those and now put them in one organism. Seems to me you'd have a few missing links on that evolutionary chain. So it wouldn't be immediately obvious that the thing exists. What really stands out to me is the fact that Mulder and Scully share their hallucinations and illusions. Now I could see that for, you know, a couple people tripping on shrooms or LSD in a living room talking to each other. One person says, whoa, do you see that over there? And the power of suggestion on a heavily intoxicated mind makes their friends see it too. In that context, I see shared hallucinations, but if one person says, hey, do you see that pink elephant flying in the corner? Everyone in the room may see a flying pink elephant, but they wouldn't necessarily see the same flying pink elephant. In this, Mulder and Scully are unconscious while all of this is happening, or just barely conscious. They're certainly not having a conversation. They're not processing what the other person is saying. So there would have to be a much bigger leap where this somehow connected their subconscious minds or possibly controlled the hallucinations. And that's something that I can't imagine Scully would miss. As the scientist and a medical doctor, 
she would jump on that and say, whoa, how do we imagine the same thing? That seems to be a pretty big leap to me. And while I get the function of the story needed them to share that hallucination, because if they were running two different hallucinations, it would kind of tip their cards to the audience that much sooner. So it makes sense for them to make that decision. It just only stands up from a storytelling perspective and not from a scientific perspective. If the writers notice this issue writing it, I think they just kind of hoped that the viewers wouldn't notice. Anyway, that's about all we have to say about Field Trip. Join us again in two weeks' time for the season finale, Biogenesis. Thank you for listening.